Hello, welcome to another episode of Record the Podcast with Joy Mweni Muli. I will be sharing my respect journey, so enjoy, enjoy, enjoy with joy. <laughs> well, as I have said, my name is Joy Mweni Muli and I am a fifth year medical student at the University of Nairobi. Um, hobby that I am associated with. Uh, let me say that I am a jewel of many traits. I love music, so anything singing, anything musical instruments, um, I play quite a number, anything writing, creative writing, I run a blog, anything <laughs> design and art, let's just summarize that as hashtag creative scientist. And so, because of that, you know, I, I have to spice things up. So I'll be singing the questions out, or the, the intro for every different segment, so at least I I, I, I say that, hey, anyway, I'm a creative scientist, you know? <laughs> so... What made me join Respect? Well, I I had had Respect being talked about in many circles in med school. And I never really knew what it was about. I think I heard it from Cynthia, who was in my class. And she talked about Project Respect, Respect, Respect. And I was like, okay. And so when the, when the link was shared out... Um, I remember saying, okay, I'll definitely join this because I saw reproductive health and I'm like, okay, this is something I'd definitely be interested in. And I remember it was the day before the deadline, you know, procrastination, we are unlearning it this quarantine season. <laughs> but I, it was on the last day and I remember the deadline was at 12 midnight and at around 10 is when I started writing the motivation letter. I don't even know. Oh God. Thank God that I got in. But I was glad that I did. So, um, what do I do in respect and what does a project mean to me? No, let me change that tune. That tune wasn't so nice. What do you do in respect and what does the project mean to me? Yes, much better. <laughs> um, I am a respect volunteer. And project respect um, means a place where young people can influence younger people and their peers concerning sexual and reproductive health matters. And to highlight the aspect of influence, it means that there are some notions that we may have carried without knowing that with discussion and even with just putting facts on the table, then we're able to educate, especially young girls um, and even young men. I mean, that conversation needs to have the sexual and reproductive health is not focused on girls only. Even boys need to be included into that discussion. And so that's what the project means to me. And why SH, SRHR, why, <laughs> why SRHR? Um, hmm. So I, 
let me just say that I am a feminist, but feminism has been changed to mean much worse than it was intended. But I think feminism just stands for equal rights. So definitely I had a bias towards girls and talking about menstrual hygiene, especially because I have um, cousins back in shags who may not have the opportunity like I do to to study and to have an education and so the I remember one cousin of mine has um like uh, we finished high school at the same time and yes I was looking forward to coming to medicine and so I remember going back a while to visit my grandmother and grandfather and people back in shags and I remember me thinking out loud um always my cousin and it was so interesting because I was told that she had been married off and she had moved from my shags and now was living with her husband. And I was like, huh? Like, it was the first time I encountered that. Like, I knew it existed, but I didn't think it was that close to me. And I understand because her family... Um, her family may have not had a choice because she was not able to go into college or, or study further because of poverty but even more so i wondered what she felt about the situation and and it really saddened me and i was like my goodness because i felt so empowered and i felt like my empowered my empowerment empower the word <laughs> me being empowered yes should have applied to her as well especially because we're relatives and i think these things i felt like these things should be things of the past but in sadly her her younger sister also got impregnated and then got married like that was always the channel so it was always they get pregnant and then they get married because people say you have to get married um, and so that happened to her younger sister as well. And so there was one sister remaining and I was like, my goodness, I need to start talking to these girls about sexual and reproductive. Even if it is shunned upon to talk about, oh yeah, contraceptives to young girls or even abstinence. I feel, especially that part, I feel like people these days are like, oh yeah, sex is something that we must do. So let's talk about contraceptives. But I'm like, you know, when we were preached to ABC, it's as easy as ABC, and we were told abstinence, I feel like it gave us power to understand what abstinence does. The same way people describe submission as power under control, I feel like abstinence as well, too, is power under control, where you have the power and the urge to, you have the urge to do something, but you choose not to do it because of certain reasons. And, um, yeah... And also, I've interacted with people before who've talked about the fear and the scare of going and getting a P2 immediately after having sex and the the scare of where you don't come. So it's, it's an issue that needs to be spoken about because it is an issue that women go through monthly, that menstrual hygiene is something I need to be concerned about monthly. And whether it comes early, whether it comes too late based on my sexual practices is something that I need to be aware of. 
and long story short why is her sr hey srhr is important to me because i feel like the empowerment i was given while growing up being an only girl especially at home i feel like this conversation at home is also a touchy subject because my brothers we, my mom taught me how to put pads in a certain place you know it's not good for your brothers to see it i'm like hmm and having a younger brother who comes and asks me so joy what are these pads um are they diapers for women <laughs> and i'm like you're too young young man but i realized that having that conversation with him even when he's young is something that i need to do as an elder sister and so just using these people in my sphere in my um who are my relatives and thinking about how many more other people are out there who need to have these conversations and i n- understand that there's the whole religious aspect of it that we need to be able to have a safe space and i remember at the first training for um what's it called the first training for TOTs yes that was held for us in K- in Kiambu Juja yes they talked about having a safe space to have conversations and i feel like that's something we need to do where my friend in in primary school said that her dad used to buy her pads and i was in shock because that's not a conversation i have with my father but if this is going to succeed we need to have both men and women on the on the same page having these discussions and not being afraid of them so long short that is why SIHR so- So, um, what's my experience being at field in respect at high school chats, webinars, GBV trainings, inter-campus festival? Okay, that's a long question. <laughs> Basically, it's just asking what's my experience being at, um, respect wow 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 i let me start with this one i remember going to a training um but that was hosted by the gbv center um the trainer's name has escaped my mind right now unfortunately but she is an amazing trainer and she gave this story of this young man who had been sodomized and he was a student at lenana school it was my first time really having gbv conversations um so open and and looking for solutions for them and i remember she um okay before even that story she had talked about what is the role of a doctor in terms of gbv how do we fill in the forms and i was like this is information we all need to know but unfortunately we learn it in one unit and people read it just because they need to know the forms that they need to fill <laughs> for exams but i'm like do you realize that when this patient comes and and first of all you may not even be able to know it is a gbv case because her family or his family will be giving other stories of oh he fell oh he did this and it will be clouded with so much uncertainty and so much falsehood then as a doctor we need to be so sensitive to these issues that even the slightest hint can help us pick it up 
and that really opened a can of worms because at the same meeting now she talked about the story of the young man who had been sodomized in school high school and he had gone to see one of the psychiatrist lecturers of ours who was also there to give her testimony and how she said that okay her testimony her story <laughs> and she said that she um she remembers this guy coming and he was stuck quiet like he was so silent and he never spoke whenever she asked him questions and i was like wow how must that have been having a patient who does not want to give a history and you can't force someone to do and so she had sessions with him and one day he finally opened up to her and told her how um about how this older older schoolmates had sodomized him and it was really traumatizing to him and unfortunately this young man had this um had his dad in the room when he was confessing or maybe i can't remember the particulars i just know the dad eventually found out and he was so upset at the son and he stood up he's like he was from a community in kenya which is known to be like the man must be if that like that act alone made the father feel that his son had been emasculated and he should have been strong enough to fight off this this older guys and so the dad was so upset at him and the, i remember our lecturer saying that she felt so sad because rather than showing sim- empathy to his son he was annoyed that his son had been sodomized which is a reaction that too many men in kenya would have possibly if they were put in the same scenario and so that question that really 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 hurt me and i was like this is so unfortunate that you go through something and the people who are supposed to support you are not supporting you And so my role, ever since then, I started, it's, it opened my eyes to my role as a future doctor because there are women who will come to me and yes, the society may say they are too young to have sex. <laughs> and even my own beliefs may be that um, uh, abstinence before marriage is the way to go. But I realized that they are in a position, like some of them are pushed into some positions and not even out of willingness. But I need to be there to help them objectively as a medical professional. And so have them coming and telling me that their sexual debut was when they were 13 is not a point for me to judge them, but for me to have the conversation, as I've been saying, have a conversation with them and and discuss the different options available and then let them choose but even choose wisely (laughs) yes choose wisely um yeah so that's my experience the first experience i had and maybe one other which i'll just point out is that um this was at a training in loresho the school's name i have forgotten it was kangemi hi I'm not so sure. It was, yeah, it was Kangemi High probably. And so we went to Kangemi High and I remember one of the girls, it was not Kangemi High School. Okay, just know it was a school. Secondary, 
I or primary I'm not so sure probably secondary yeah so the we had we gave the talk I was with a friend of mine Shadil and we gave them a talk concerning like it was a mixture of everything and anything grades and reading and studying and something which I'm really passionate about um how to study well how to learn well because cramming is not the solution there are other techniques <laughs> on how to help you to study well um and so we gave that talk and i remember one of the girls wrote on a piece of paper because we asked them if they had questions they could talk, reach out to us and she gave her story on how her brother or older cousin back at home was was harassing her sexually and I didn't even know what to do. I remember we just took the case to to Bedian and I think Atia who was also there. And then they found help for her and she was able to get counseling and just thinking about how our presence in that classroom that day probably helped this girl out of a situation which she may have felt helpless. And I see the importance and the and I I get gratified for the volunteer the volunteering work that we're able to do um yeah so any other thing you do besides respect or anything else you wish to add so <laughs> i i would really just say that um this uh, this this is murky water and we need to be willing to walk through it for the sake of generations to come for the sake of those who have not yet been empowered as we have for the sake of the poor the, the ones who have mouths yet are unable to speak those who have been victimized those who have undergone so much pain we we need to be bold we need to be bold to have these conversations and we need to be bold enough to be the clinicians the future clinicians who see through the lines that are brought before hand and to even use the law and the the things that we've been given the knowledge the the position in society to bring a change in terms of sexual and reproductive health matters so anything else i do besides direct i think i answered that <laughs> i um i write i have a blog called bloom which is www.moneymuli.com that and also I write about medical school, I write about faith matters, I write poems. <laughs> yeah, and um in terms of music, I do I'm in a band called The Refinery Music which is found on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. <laughs> we share our own compositions um yeah, and we hold small intimate life worship sessions. Um, which corona has brought a disruption to but the singing must go on <laughs> and opportunities like this to sing so yes my call to action to you is, is to be bold to have these conversations 
you have been given a privilege so use it and remember we i am i'm saved i'm a christian and i believe that there is there's more to the situations we've been put in are not coincidences they're god incidences in that god has shaped them for us to be able to to uh, to impact others in whatever way we are able to i hope you get me but just know that it's not a coincidence it's a good incident and because you're there then take up the seats and be bold and have the necessary conversations okay that's the end of respects <laughs> record the podcast <laughs> Yes, um, with joy. Thank you so much. Have a lovely time.